This is the Running the Narrow Path podcast, episode number 69, Maratona do Porto. Hello everyone, it is uh, Sunday the 13th of November, it's just a few minutes after 8 o'clock in the evening and we have snow here, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have snow here. Uh, I don't really like it, but uh, it's not, there's nothing much I can do about it. Uh, I think it's about 15 centimeters now. And I see two glowing eyes. Sorry, I have to interrupt myself. See two glowing eyes in the woods. I'm running outside of the village with my head torch. Oh, something. Uh, just ran away. No, it's watching me. Uh, I think it's a deer. Yeah, it is. My head torch is quite strong, so. I see pretty well with it. Yeah, there's a deer in the woods. Uh, a long throw of a stone away from me. <laughs> Probably a bit longer than I could reach with the, with the throw, but uh, some of you might. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, we have about 15 centimeters, I guess. That's six inches, isn't it? Because uh, it has melted over the last couple of days. Uh, I think I think we had twice as much in in the middle of the week. Or or last weekend actually, we <laughs> came back from from uh, Portugal last Monday, and we came home to uh, chaos because of all the snow. But uh, yeah, we managed to get home all right and. I think I think the worst part was on was probably on on Sunday when well well most of the weekend actually when the, all of the snow came down. But yeah, as I said, it it is melting. We've had uh, temperatures above freezing for the last couple of days and. Also, the ground isn't frozen, so it melts from under, underneath as well. 
yeah, so I headed out on these roads away from the village today to run with my head torch because I think that's pretty cool. And uh, I asked my wife if the roads were icy and she said no. But uh, <laughs> actually they are. In certain parts of the road it's, it's less icy. So I think I can manage to run. I don't have any spikes on my shoes today. Uh, well, yeah, today is also the day of the Athens Marathon. And I so wish that I had been there. Apparently the weather was beautiful. And it is a great event. But... Uh, yeah, some other some other year. Uh, this year was was the year to run in Portugal, and I, uh, that's only a week ago, <laughs> and that was very different from this run. I can tell you, we had a couple of <coughs> oh, excuse me, we had a couple of really great days in in Porto which is uh, towards the north end of, of Portugal on the west coast it was a beautiful city and for those of you that followed my travelogue on Facebook I'll probably repeat myself now yeah, Portugal or Port, Porto, Porto was the absolutely beautiful. The old uh, part of the city was spectacular, quite hilly actually, and we walked. My wife says she did a marathon too. But in that case, I did two, one walking and one running. We did a lot of walking around the old part. With frequent lunch breaks, coffee breaks. And didn't really see any museums or other things but uh, it's a place where I would be happy to return and uh, do some research in advance to know what's worth looking at now we more or less only absorbed the atmosphere of and the beauty of of the city. We went into the to the cathedral, uh, which was amazing. And just next to the cathedral, on the I think highest point of of the city, was the residence of uh, of the bishop. 
I don't think there was any bishop living there now, but from early earlier days. And uh, the bishop's house was, was a castle, more or less, on the best, the best spot in the city overlooking the river and the rest of the city. And it was huge. So I guess uh, the church in, po in Porto, there were churches all over. And the cathedral was the, was the biggest of them, from what, from what we saw anyway. And the church must have had uh, lots and lots of money. <clears throat> the marathon was, uh, was great. There wasn't really any hills on the, on the marathon course. Uh, it didn't really go into the city but followed the river most of the time. The coast, the Atlantic coast and the river. And uh, it was well well organized, I think. Was a little confused though at the start. Didn't really know where the corrals was, but uh, yeah, I did fine. Just following following the crowd. Uh, there were about seven thousand five hundred finishers. Uh, at the race, and I had about 60 of them behind me when I finished, so I was uh, I was very much at the back, but that was all right. I uh, yeah, well, I haven't been training so. Couldn't expect to to do better than what I did. Actually, I was uh, I wasn't sure if I could could finish or if I had to to um, stop running at at some point. But uh, I managed. Had some problems with my hip. Started at around seven twenty-five around 25 kilometers and I've had my hip bothering me for for some time don't really know what it is happens when I have done have done a longer run and I'm not really sure if it's the hip or if it's any if it's a muscle or tendon or whatever but it, it sometimes strike me as I was stabbed with a knife in my in my butt uh, and it's really painful uh, walking I don't feel anything running every once in a while it hurts and at 25 kilometers, I started to feel this pain 
not severe, but felt it was coming on. And then after a few kilometers, I had ITB issues in my in my right knee, and I think it was related because I think when I started to feel the pain, I was. I became tensed and didn't run uh, the way I should. Probably aggravated the the tendon. So for the last 10k, it was quite painful, and I, I switched to a one-minute run, one-minute walk. <coughs> But it was actually a bit more painful even to start running after walking. So I switched to a 30 seconds run, 30 seconds walk. And that, uh, that worked okay all the way to, to the finish line. So, <laughs> Well, I wasn't fast at that point, but uh, I completed the race and really, really happy with that. And I have come up with uh, with a, with an idea that uh, uh, yeah, let me start this way. Two years ago, when I was in Athens watching the race because of an injury, not running, <clears throat> I had a, a fantastic trip in, in and around Greece, uh, and I bought, bought a, a bracelet to, uh, as a memory of. To remind me of all the fantastic things that I had experienced on that trip, and now I am thinking that I would add uh, another piece to this bracelet, because in in Portugal, cork is. Uh, it's a product that they sell a lot, and they had made a lot of uh, uh, lot of different things from cork, shoes and uh, bags and uh, bracelet necklaces, everything, and they were quite nice. Many of the things were were really pretty. And, in Swedish, I don't know about English, but in Swedish, uh, to be corked is slang for being very stupid. Uh, so I thought I'd add a piece of cork onto my bracelet to remind me of how corked or stupid it is to. Uh, run a marathon without proper training <laughs> and hopefully that would 
<laughs> keep me motivated to to train better for for next year. Haven't looked up any races yet. I'd love to do the Athens again, but there are a few uh, November, early December races in Italy and southern France and Spain. So I might choose one of those. I don't really know yet. Would love to make it a habit to go somewhere sunny and warm in November every year and hopefully do a marathon in a nice location away, nice beautiful location away from home. Yeah, we'll see. It is perhaps a bit early to make plans a year ahead, but uh, I think you have to consider the possibilities and have not a plan but a dream and prepare good enough to, uh, to to make that dream possible to develop into a plan later on. I do get a lot of emails and Facebook updates on the mustache half that I ran last year in Minneapolis the uh, hot chocolate uh, that I ran together with Doug and also the uh, Jeff Galloway 13.1 in Atlanta and it's too bad that they all are those races are so so far away because I'd love to do them all again uh, and I'll I'd encourage all, all of you to, to do the, uh, the hot chocolate. That was, that was a really fun uh, 5k. And the chocolate, the hot chocolate afterwards was probably the best chocolate I've ever had. And if you go there, be sure to run the finish line next to to Doug and you'll be flying <laughs> uh, yeah uh, great memories uh, Porto is also the, the marathon there is also going to be a great memory, but I ran that on my own without anyone to talk to. But, or talk, there were plenty of people to talk to if I wanted. I choose to, 
well, I said hi to a couple of people there, but more or less chose to do it, do my own thing, <clears throat> and to experience the, the scenery. I thought about doing the virtual Jeff Galloway 13.1 here at home that I haven't really decided yet. It uh, <laughs> wouldn't be the same. Uh, wouldn't be the same without all the friends that I run with there and running next to Kevin and and Jim for the entire race was uh, was fantastic. Yeah, I enjoy. I was thinking about my training here. I enjoy running by myself, but uh, every once in a while it would be fun to to meet up with some people and run together. Yeah, I'll see if I can find some people. Plenty of people at work running. <clears throat> Did I tell you that there is a marathon relay in June in our city where clubs and different workplaces uh, they put up they put up a team and around have I told you about that yeah my the school where I work we put up a team last well this year in June uh, it was a lot of fun maybe I could talk with them and we could arrange something, run, a run after work every now and then, that would be fun. I, yeah, it's another thing I can tell you about our trip to, to Portugal. I am re-reading the, uh, the book Running the Spiritual Path and been reading that on the train back in, to Gothenburg and back every week when I work there. So and I thought I'd bring that and read that on the plane, the, the airports, and, uh, but I couldn't find it. I think I must have uh, left it at work. So I didn't have any book to read. And then when we came to the airport in Gothenburg, I went into the bookstore there. <coughs> and I found a book written by a, a guy from the city where I live. His name is Rune Larsson. I talked about him. Uh, years back I think he is a long distance runner 
He's a few years older than me, I think. And he's done the Spart Spartat Spartathlon. And he's, he has run across the US. And he, one year he ran from Portugal to Sweden. Uh, and he knows, I think he knows everything about long distance running. Uh, and I found a book there uh, that I really, really enjoyed. And he has, he approaches running in a very good way, I think. It has to be fun. Uh, and it is, isn't it? And talked a little bit about uh, following training programs and other stuff, uh, which I really, really enjoyed reading. And it was a perfect kick for me to do the marathon in Portugal. So I'm kind of, kind of glad that I couldn't find my book. I had to go looking for another one and that I found this one. I might prepare a review of that one also in the future if you interested. I doubt that it's available in English though. Uh, well, uh, one thing that he said is that uh, the best way of, of training for to become a runner is simply to go out and run. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and also when work and other duties take up most of, of the time and you don't find time for the planned 5k or 10k run. He says he said that uh, put on your running clothes anyway and just go out for 10 minutes. 10 minutes is better than zero minutes or no minutes. Yeah, that's another book that I will reread. And at least the first part, the book is divided into several parts. The first part is, is for, more for me, I guess. And later in the book, it's a lot about methods for for 100k runs and 24-hour runs and what to eat and how to get your sleep and your energy and, and I will never ever sign up for 100k Yeah, five years ago I said 
I'd never ever sign up for a marathon. So who knows what happens. But I don't really see myself running any further than the, than the marathon distance. <laughs> okay, so I've been running several laps uh, around the farm here on a, on a road. But I think I'll turn the other way now and go for a little run on some other roads perhaps to see something else not that I see very much in the dark though the road that I thought I'd I'd take is covered in snow and I don't really want to to run there or should I running in snow supposed to be a very good exercise uh, yeah some other day perhaps yeah there was a, a couple of other things that I wanted to tell you about the, the Porto Marathon uh, first is that uh, it was uh, an out-and-back uh, course, or actually started with a 10k loop, and then we had we ran into the city, did an out-and-back on the south side of the river, did another out-and-back on the north side, and then. Uh, we ran back on the road that we came in on, because start and finish was in the same area, or in the same park. I know many runners don't like to run out and back, but prefer to run a loop. I don't really mind running out and back. I think you see things from another perspective going back and also kind of know what to expect uh, of hills and, and things uh, when you're going back and for the second half of an out and back run and it was fun because I have never ever been able to see the fast uh, runners in, uh, when, when running a race because I'm always at the back. But this time I met all of the, well, I met most of the runners really, since I only had 60 behind me finishing. Uh, and it was was fun to see even the faster runners not for a long time but briefly meet them when they when I met them uh, I enjoyed that and that's an aspect of the out and back 
uh, of a race with an out and back course is that you get the chance to to see uh, even the leaders in the race. I haven't really checked who won the race, but I suspect it was the man that I met. He was uh, maybe 30 seconds ahead of number two. And they came one, one by one. When I met them, they had about four or five kilometers left to run when I met them. Uh, and they came running one by one, the first four or five. And then they came in smaller groups, and after a while, uh, the group of runners became uh, massive. And I, yeah, I enjoyed it, it was fun. And the other thing I wanted to talk about or tell you is when I had finished in five hours and 33 minutes, I had a maximum time of uh, six hours for the race. But uh, apparently they let all runners finish because uh, we said, well, I got a finisher's beer, which was uh, one of the best beers I've ever had. <laughs> My wife had bought a chicken wrap, uh, which was delicious. Uh, so we sat there in the sun. Uh, most people had left the area. There were a few still there, and, and there were some people uh, standing or sitting uh, beside the finish or before the finish, apparently waiting for, for friends. Uh, and when the last runner came in, uh, around six hours and 25 minutes after the start, she, she was surrounded by a group of probably a dozen people uh, cheering and helping her cross the finish line and behind behind them came two policemen on on motorcycles following the last runner all the way to the finish line i th i thought it was a a great way to to end a marathon race. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the celebration was like when the the winner came in, but uh, the celebration when the last runner came in was amazing. Uh, and that's another thing that I really, really enjoyed. It's possible to think, it's possible to watch if you, uh, at least I did, I watched myself run at, at their website. 
on the result page at their website at I think it is maratonadoporto.com uh, you can choose English <laughs> which makes it easier and uh, there is a, a result page and, and after every runner at the far end far, uh, to the very right of each line there it is uh, a symbol with a camera and uh, or two cameras one for photos and one for for video so I clicked there and watched myself run and and walk <laughs> Apparently, there was a camera when I did my slowest walking because I wanted to change my gym boss into 30 30. Uh, 30 seconds run, 30 seconds walk. And uh, I've lost the on off button and one of the other buttons doesn't work really well so it's kind of different difficult to reset the timer uh, apparently I was doing that in front of one of the cameras uh, yeah anyway I watched myself run and that was fun you never see yourself do you Also there I found a, a great photo of myself, which is now my uh, profile uh, image on, on Facebook. Uh, and I managed after... I had a few problems to, to buy that photo, because that, that website was only in Portuguese couldn't find any English there but I did some good guesses and I Google translated a few things and managed to download and buy buy and download the photo uh, which is fun to have really well should you come well, for those of you that already are in Europe, it's easier. For those of you that are not, should you ever come to Europe and do a marathon, I'd recommend the Porto Marathon and, and the Athens. Uh, yeah, if you should choose one of them. I guess you should choose the Athens. That's a fantastic race. Crowd support was good in, port, in Porto, but it's uh, even better in, in Athens, I think. Oh, I'm going downhill here. I think I'll turn around here. And go back home and 
I'll turn before I... <laughs> when I'm at the top of this hill... Yeah, I can really re recommend the Athens, and I'd love to do it uh, again and again. So yesterday we had a beautiful day, warm sunshine, or bright sunshine I should say, and, and quite warm temperatures degrees above freezing and today was also sunny even though the forecast said clouds during the day and clear skies during the evening I had quite a few things to attend during the weekend so I thought that'd be great I'll go out run in the evening, Sunday evening, and I'll run under the super moon. And I guess I am, but I can't see it. It's cloudy. Saw a glimpse of it between clouds just as I started out. But uh, after that, clouds have been covering my area. Oh, let's see, nine and a half kilometers. This will be uh, probably 11 when I get home. That's good. Uh, 11 kilometers in the dark, talking with friends. Uh, that's, that's not bad at all. That's great. Okay, friends. I don't think I have anything uh, else to talk about right now, so uh, I'll sign off and wish you good luck with your running and racing and training and everything. Take care, everyone. See you later. Bye-bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at runningthenarrowpath.blogspot.com and at the Running the Narrow Path Facebook page. If you want to get in touch, you can send me an email to christer.wson at gmail.com or post a comment on the show notes sites. I'm also on Daily Mile as Christer W and on Facebook as Christer Wilhelmsson. The intro music for this podcast is Lost My Way by Matthew Abel. Information about the artist and his music is available at www.matthewabel.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>